and welcome to the Crystal Chronicles, a Sailor Moon podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon Crystal. On this podcast, we will discuss the latest episodes and compare them to the original anime and manga. You will get our opinions of the series, animation, voices, and anything else you could possibly think of that ties into the greatness that is Sailor Moon. I warn you now that we will be talking about spoilers, so if you haven't seen the latest episodes, don't complain to us. My name is Mako-chan, and with me for this podcast is a group of people just as obsessed as I am about Sailor Moon. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Hi, <laughs> So, uh, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves for the podcast? Mueller. <laughs> uh, we're saying ya ten. Of Starlight Creations or Kinmoku Revolution, take your pick. Last chance, me. Yeah, we could buy a lot of names, huh? Sure, why not? Oh, hi, I'm Dijeronimus. I run a, some other podcasts and I cosplay, you know? Kind of crazy, isn't it? Stop! Um, <laughs> um, I'm Yosinex, and I um, write reviews on GoRoboNow.com, and I'm an avid gamer as well as a huge Sailor Moon fan. All right. So, uh, I guess you want to get right back, right into this? Absolutely. Sure. sure. Yep. All right. Before going into the episode, have you guys seen the Mood, Moon Pride music video? Yes. 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 At least three times. I figure we should probably talk about that since it, you know, has to do with the intro anyway. So, what did you guys think of it? It was cool. I mean, I mean, it definitely, it, it kind of has like some spoilers if you've never. Uh, I think it has some serious foreshadowing of events that we didn't see the first time around. Yeah. I have prediction. It looks like shit's going to get real, real well, quick, it, you know? Not to mention, it looks like for the boss fight that they're going to have that 3D thing like they have for the transformation. It just made me love the song a lot more now, though. Now I'm actually, like, listening to Moon Pride all the time, and um, I, I, I'm feeling it. Did you notice that the um, animations for the attacks are slightly different from that of the of the TV version, or rather, of the um, episodes? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. So it looks, it really, really has, like, hyped-up animation. I'm impressed. The, the 3D is a little awkward at times, but in general, it was really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of animes out there that mesh 2D and 3D as well. Something tells me they were going for things that are slightly different, so, you know. So, going back to uh, possible spoilers, uh, seeing the different attacks from the girls that haven't come into the series yet, seeing part of their transformations, did you think that it was too spoilery? Um, did you enjoy the fact that you got to basically see it a little bit early? Um, well, I mean, you know, for us, you know, where we've read, you know, seen the the previous anime, read the manga, I mean, we kind of know what's happening. I think it's more along the lines of for people who don't know what's going to happen, that it might be a little spoilery. And then for us, it was kind of exciting because we're like, oh my god, you're going to actually see the prayer room. And, you know, maybe they actually have her transform in the prayer room like she was supposed to. And it's Sailor Moon. And it, yeah. For us, it was just kind of exciting because it seems like they're going to include things that were complaints in the first anime that weren't included. For me, I feel like it answers the question of um, how, far, how, how far along have they developed the um, um, Sailor Moon Crystal. So. Seeing that, I'm like, maybe they, they already have all the episodes or most of it ready or something in mind, and it kind of gives me hope that there'll be a little more afterwards, you know, maybe we'll go into the Black Moon Saga or something at some point, but I don't want to jump the gun too far ahead, but I'm, I'm more which hopeful is, about that. Which is easier to animate, like the, the 2D or the 3D, which takes longer? I would think the 3D would yeah. take longer. Because it has so many layers. Yeah, the 3D okay. would take longer because of the rendering and so forth. Um, I'm kind of surprised the Moon Pride video came out so soon, but on the same token, they are doing it every two weeks, so so theoretically it would make sense. 
And it's like, you know, Toei's like, you know what? We're going to throw you a bone. This is what we have in store for you. So. Right. Yeah, I had thought, like, seeing, like, hearing people talking about it before they were actually seeing it, seeing the cover of, you know, the the single and all of that, I thought it was going to be Momoclo doing an actual music video. So when I heard that it was actually all animation and all Sailor Moon animation, I actually got a lot more excited than I originally was. Right. It's been a while since they did something like this with an anime. I mean, I guess, I mean, last time I see something like this was Ranma One Half when they spun off the lead female vocalist for Doko and they did like mini music videos per se, which were part of the opening and entrances and so forth. But other than that, when it comes to just regular anime, it's always the singer, you know, doing the song or whatever, and you're trying to figure out what does the video itself have to do with the, the, uh, the anime in, in total. Yeah, it makes me wonder if another video will be coming out of the actual group, you know, doing something. Um, because this is definitely a video that is, you know, not a video for them. It's not, uh, I guess it's not portraying them. And yeah. at least from and what I've seen, yeah, from what I've seen, especially the fact that they do cosplay, um, that's what surprised me that, you know, it was full animation. So I'm wondering if they're going to, to actually, you know, come out with a second music video for this. Chances are it may happen just for this song or when it gets to like episode 13 or 14, the opening track changes to something else. Oh yeah, I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting the music changes to be about halfway through. But I'm also looking at this from, you know, the Japanese going crazy over their over their idol girls. Mm -hmm. So for them to not have, you know, the Momoclo actually doing a music video for this song right now seems a little bit weird. Yeah, I wonder also if they're going to actually perform a version of it or the actual full-length version of Moonfight at the upcoming Sailor Moon musical. You know, maybe... Maybe they'll perform that there as well, and maybe around then they'll maybe they'll have a second video. Who knows? Yeah. I'm hoping they have nothing to do with the new Sailor Moon musical. <laughs> um, well, they're already pretty involved. Yeah. Well, I, what what I mean is that I'm hoping that you know that Momoclo doesn't come out and start singing. What they did for the first musical, where you know they were just some character on a TV talking to them, that's completely different than taking over the musical. Well, no, on no, a few I, nights, they appeared and actually sang and stuff, yeah, I think, on the, on the final a, night. It's not a taking over thing, it's just a, you know, they might do a song. Yeah, but it wasn't part of the musical. It was, you know, it was either before or after during the intermission, right? right? It's not like they interrupted the musical to sing. No. no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't want them to be part of the musical. I don't care what they do before or after or anything like that. Right. I see your point. So back to the, the video itself. Did anyone get the feeling that we are going to see a, sil uh, a Sailor Moon in the Silver Millennium? Oh. Hmm. If you watch the video again, it, she's in the prayer room after the after the battle, and she's praying. And we've never seen the prayer room before, and there's a couple of allusions between Sailor Moon and Princess Serenity. Like, at one point, they kiss. Um, right. All right. And, and all of that. And I one of the things a lot of people have asked is, well, you know, how come there's a Sailor Moon now, but there wasn't a Sailor Moon in the Silver Millennium? And I'm wondering if they're going to do something like everybody's dead and she's really upset and she goes to the prayer room and prays for a miracle and she turns into Sailor Moon. Well, in the manga, I mean, when they did the flashbacks of them on the Moon Kingdom, 
weren't the senshi there per se or something like that or am i not well, they, they all briefly traveled to the moon kingdom to talk to what was left of queen serenity right right um but after that they they went back Oh, right, and and she was not Princess Serenity while she was there. No, she was Sailor Moon while she was there. Okay. But the the other thing was is it really looked like the way at least to me, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, it really looked like to me that this was after, you know, everything had gone down, but still in the Silver Millennium. Because mm -hmm. she's sitting there crying and then she she starts praying at the prayer tower. Gotcha. Okay. But I was under the impression that she was one of the first ones to die during the, uh, during the, the war. Right, but we've been told there are going to be changes. She may, that she may have originally wanted a different ending than the suicide ending. So, in other words, since Naoko Takuchi is pretty much has the final say, spearheading all of this, what we're seeing at Sailor Moon Crystal could be originally how she wanted to do the manga from Jump. And that's kind of what they've been alluding to from what I've seen of the translations coming out of Japan. I don't know, though. I feel like the suicide scene is something she'd want to keep. It seems like she, she, she had every intent of killing everyone in the first place. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, that's... That, that's... And suicide are two different things. Like, True, the... I don't know. I mean, also the suicide sequence was featured in the musical last year. I feel I feel like that's something she'd want to keep here, but I don't know. But yeah, and she did have a lot of say in the musical, mm -hmm. at right. least the storyline. Yeah, but that was one thing, and you know, not to get too off topic, that was one of our beefs with the musical. Is that was you know, Princess Serenity committed suicide, but Usagi never committed suicide. She tried to in the movie. She, she tried. Does. But she never did. Right. Only Princess Serenity succeeded in committing suicide. Succeeded, yeah. Succeeded. So that was actually one of our beefs about that musical. My beef about the musical was that Venus didn't take the sword herself and stab Beryl. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, you know, we'll, we'll see if we see that at some point this year or next year, I guess. Now there's something exciting. Will we get the sword, the holy sword? You can only hope. I don't see a reason why not. I mean, right, right. Well, that's something else that Moon Pride kind of revealed to me is we're not gonna get a tiara change. Because mm. in the manga she it's gets done. like four Two. different tiaras. In the manga she gets her the Moon Tiara flash. She gets that tiara when Jedi dies. Mm -hmm. Because it, uh, her original tiara surrounds him, and it gets like taken with him and destroyed when Ray dispels him. Yeah. Um, so that's her first tiara change, which is basically the next episode. So, well, I don't think that's happening, based off of what I saw in Moon Pride. kind of dig that, you know, because honestly it's it's like I've always said about translations or adaptations, if you keep it one-to-one, -one, it's going to be very predictable you'll watch it right. and you'll be like, well I know what's going to happen, even though it's anime, I know what's going to happen, I'm just going to walk away, and to be perfectly honest, I think there are more old school fans than new school fans that are watching it, so you got to keep us on your toes yeah. Yeah, throw us a Dark Mercury or something again, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, want to get into the episode? Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Can I say right. one thing hmm? real quick? Sure. Uh, one thing about the the music video I loved was the scene where they're all walking in sync. That was like my favorite scene. They're walking in like, you know what? It's going down, you know? I That yeah, actually was a part that I did not like. Oh. Yeah. That was the 3D boss fight I was trying to tell you about. Oh, okay. That yeah, looks I, like the kid ready to go fight somebody. She looks a little PO'd in that picture. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think I don't like it because somebody compared it to uh, the Elsa walk. <laughs> where they all have that, you know, pissed off, I I I'm a queen, I'm a princess, and, you know, I I'm, I'm done kind of walk. And the fact that they are all walking the same, and I was watching the animation, and it was just, eh. See, to me, I was very CGI mad. At that point, reminded me of some old, old school Final Fantasy CG. I was just like, "Wow, she looks like Tifa." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Act Two, Ami, Sailor Mercury. What was uh, everybody's just base opinion on it? Yay, Ami! <laughs> She knows how to use That's a computer. That's what is. Yay, Ami. I mean, the, you know, there's little stuff within it, but if you're talking about a generalized opinion, yay, Ami! That's pretty much all I got. She knows how to use a computer. Yep. I'm happy Barely. with the voice actors. And apparently they run Windows. From my understanding, Windows 7 is quite popular in Japan, so... Yes. Well, that was one of the things that they said also, is that they're going to... You know, they're keeping the storyline, but they're modernizing the equipment that's being used. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, sure. you Why see Mercury it? pull out, you know. A tablet. Yeah, a, ta yeah, a tablet or something like that or instead of her little mini, her little mini calculator looking thing. Or if they're smart. This is not an iPhone 5. <laughs> no, if, if they're smart. They'll talk to Nintendo and make that a 3DS. <laughs> uh, oh! Uh, I would love that, but... Yeah, the one thing that everybody's been saying is like, oh, well, they they had the watches that they talked on, so that'll probably be cell phones. Mm -hmm. Probably not, because they have watches that you can talk on now. Yeah. Yes, well, they have watches that are cell phones now, so come yeah. on. <laughs> well, that's the weird part, though. No one... You don't really see any cell phones in Sailor Moon Crystal. I think there was one girl in episode one, but, you know, for, for, for Japan, you would expect everyone to be carrying a cell phone, and, you know? And also, I mean, only time you really saw the cell phone was PGSM, and from my understanding from people I know that went to Japan, it's all about the media, the texting, and so forth, because no one really calls to talk to somebody on a cell phone, per se, you know? Because the, the rate the rate exchange. Right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, We've I'm talking more about their communicators than actual cell phones. Well, they, well, didn't they have, like, watches or something like that? Or... That's what I'm yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're modernizing everything, everybody's like, oh, they'll have cell phones instead of watches. Well, no, because they have cell phone watches. Right. So they can actually keep it true to form partially. Yeah. The more things change. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so getting into the episode, um, what are some major likes and dislikes from, uh, from the episode? I would say the biggest dislike is that Ami actually succumbs to the, the crystal disc. That was, that was my biggest dislike as well. I was happy that it changed certain things from the manga, because in the original manga, um... You don't see Ami transform, and you don't see her unleash the um, Mercury Aqua Mist attack. I mean, she does transform, and there is a mist, but you don't actually see her do these things. You know, so I'm glad that they took a little bit of uh, liberties with that and made it actually showed us what happened. I, I guess for me, I mean, the way they laid out Ami was kind of sort of expected, but it was how Usagi reacted in the episode. If you notice, she was a little bit more into doing what she had to do and more, she was more perseverance, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think that was my major thing is, you know, she had never succumbed to it before and right. all of a sudden she's, you know, under the power of the crystal, the crystal disc and it's like, well, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, because she's supposed to be, you know, the the brains, and for the brains to be taken over, that just seems odd. Not really. I mean, she studies so hard, you know, it just kind of slipped past her, because I always say, 
no matter how intelligent you are or how smart you are at certain at what you do there are certain things that will slip right past you because you're not expecting it or you're expecting something different you know I'm also wondering if this is part of the changes that will be going on because they are modernizing. Um, comparing that particular issue to the old anime, um, Ami doesn't succumb because she doesn't use it because she basically says that, you know, yeah, to be able to think, you should be able to do things on your own. Right. Whereas now well, we're in a very digital and, you know, tech-savvy time period. Right, that... but she says the exact same thing in the manga. What? That studying is, should be done through your own. Well, well yeah, but mm -hmm. what I'm saying is I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering if this is, you know, part of the stuff that's going to be changing because they are modernizing, you know, everything. Because 20 years ago we didn't have the capabilities tech-wise to, you know, really be able to do a lot of studying on the computer. It was very touch-and-go with all of that kind of stuff. Whereas now, if you don't have computer, you know, computer knowledge and you're not computer savvy, even in, you know, just in basic kind of, uh, I guess, educational institutions, you're looked upon as dumb. You scored 30 on your English exam. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if because of the whole tech change, that's why they had her succumb, because she would be using the tech and not even really thinking about, oh, well, you know, I should do this on my own. And it's like the whole stereotype, if you're wearing glasses, it's assumed that you're very intelligent and you are, you are always about the technology and you're always up to date about it. From another spin, it also could be showing off her willpower because she did break the spell. Yeah. And she was mm -hmm. the only person that did it without help. Yeah, one of, um, one of, that was my big dislike, is that she did succumb to the, uh, the brainwashing. But my one like is that they actually did keep it like the manga where she went and played the Sailor V game and won her transformation pen. Yes. Yeah. I like because... the fact that Usagi yeah. beat the crap out of the game. <laughs> Which was also out of the manga. But, yeah. you know, it was funny. Yeah, yeah because that, that's the one issue that I had with the original anime is, um... Luna at first thought that Ami was a monster. Right. Yeah. So is going like she went through thinking, you know, oh, you know, she's a monster, she's a monster, she's a monster. And you're thinking that, oh, okay, this, you know, she's probably a monster. And then at the end you find out that, you know, oh, Luna screwed up and then Luna gives her the pen and I, I like the fact that, you know, from the beginning you see Ami getting this transformation pen. And Luna, you know, has a feeling that she's part of the Senshi, not that, oh, she's got powers, so, you know, she must be an enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I am... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, you guys talking about, like, her being brainwashed and everything, it just reminds me that in the original anime, there is that episode way later in art where she was brainwashed by that monster, um, Diwari. And then there's also in the live action series, um, you know, she becomes Dark Mercury. So I wonder if there's like a thing about manipulating someone who's so smart or so innocent or so sweet, you know? Like, there seems to be another like thing they like to do with her, you know? Hey, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me in PGSM, it was that she was the most loyal. She yeah. was like, it was Kagi's BFF. I mean, uh -huh. that was the part that really sucked about her turning into Dark Fury. And it was like, like, how can you do that when you obviously love Usagi so much? I mean, that was the part. Not necessarily her intelligence, but... Right. And there was that little beef uh, between her and Naru, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to know why... After two episodes, that clown is walking around in the same damn tuxedo, sans cape and hat, 
and nobody's figured out who he is. It's... Yeah, he has changed his clothes, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go on a bit of a, a side here. We've all watched the show Full House, right? Yeah. yeah. There is an episode of Full House where they go into Danny Tanner's closet in his wardrobe, and it's practically the same outfit every single day. So So this is like Barney Stinson in How I Met Your Mother, and you open up the closet, and it's just a closet full of the same tuxedo over and over again. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But still, all right, so if you put a mask on him, a cape and a hat, he's instantly not recognizable? Yeah. You know what it is? Everyone kept complaining about that green blazer, so they're like, you know what? We'll put him in a tuxedo 24-7. But, you know, after re-watching the original anime, I just feel like the intelligence level of the girls have dropped, because they did the same thing with Jedi. You put a pair of glasses on him, and, you know, two days later, Usagi can't recognize him. (laughs) Well, I mean, not for nothing, but how many teenage girls that are blonde are wearing buns in their hair? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's that thing, too. I realize we're supposed to have suspension of disbelief, but come on. (laughs) Sometimes it just can't be helped, you know? Silver Crystal did it. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for the the, uh, arbitrary rose toss. There's going to be one. You know it's coming. Where they, like, totally joke about how derpy rose tossing Mm -hmm. is or something. Yeah. Just Just a throwback. I mean, yeah, they're already giving us the throwbacks with the transformation sequences, you know? Uh Oh, Ami and her pee-pee dance? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody on my Facebook, I guess they found it on Tumblr or somewhere. It was a screenshot of her final, where she ended her final stance, you know? And it was right there on the right and on the left was Beyonce and her two dancers doing the same um, position. And they're like, we have to do this. I'm like, oh, God, no. That's funny. Wow. Yeah. When pop culture collides. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, going through the episode, um, I I guess, you know, let's talk about the, uh, you know, I guess some of the comparing from the series, uh, the old manga, uh, the old manga, the the manga, the old anime, and the new manime, the new manime. Yeah, I can speak tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's just go through the episode and compare. Were there was there anything that um, you missed out of either seeing from the old anime? or from the manga, was there anything that you wish they would have kept the same? Um, is there anything that, you know, you really enjoyed that they brought it in and paid homage to it? I liked when Luna jumped out of the tree and Ami said she thought she was an angel. I thought that yes. was a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, they kind of did that in the original anime, but it's, you know, that is like almost word for word from the manga. Right. I just think that's a good characterization. Uh, Inter, in, in, try this again. It's a good opening characterization for Ami. It tells you a lot of how how she's smart, but she still has a romantic side. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you think of the small little flashback that she got when she touched Usagi's hand during that? That was that was interesting. That was cool. I was down for that. Yes, connecting back to like the dream sequences we saw in the first episode, so I was happy to see that. Yeah. So pretty much, e- I'm going to assume each of the sense she's going to have that flashback sequence, except for Venus, but when she appears, I have a feeling it's going to be like... A- the whole thing. Yeah, they're all going to have the same flashback, and they're going to be shocked, except for Venus and be like, told you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, because that makes me wonder, because, you know, going to Makoto's storyline... The whole reason why she went to Juven was because she had dreams. 
that she felt she needed to be there. So she might not necessarily necessarily have a flashback if she's having dreams. So right. she may be the one with the so vision. So we might see her dream instead. Yeah, so yeah. you might see her dream instead. And then, and then probably Venus will probably put Lincoln all together. But um, yeah. one thing I did notice was the difference in how uh, Ami's uh, senshi abilities was awakened. And, I mean, in the original, in the anime, she was like being held by the monster, and she's screaming like, you know, let me go. And the symbol appeared on her head. Whereas she's watching this fight as she's screaming at the monster, let my friend go, and then it appeared that way. Well, that whole fight scene was different between the two anime. Yeah. Because in the original, the other students that are in Crystal Seminar actually attack Sailor Moon. Right. And this so you don't good. get that in this one. Well, that and the, the monster was actually quizzing Usagi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the two fight scenes themselves were completely different. So, I'm not, I, I'm not surprised that her awakening would be different, too. So, something I noticed was actually really cool. I, I, this wasn't, this is something new specifically to Sailor Moon Crystal is when she awakened and the symbol appeared on her forehead. You could actually see the silhouette of Sailor Mercury behind her. Mm. Like you could actually see it's very, very faint, but you can actually see like the sailor collar floating behind her. I did not notice that. I didn't notice I that didn't either. Notice that either. Wow. That was actually very pretty. If you guys go back and watch it again, it, it, if you pause it, you can I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a costumer, but I can see the shape of like a sailor collar behind her shoulders. Mm. Mm. So I thought that was actually well done artistically. I thought that was kind of cool. I also like the fact that she didn't have to be told what her attack was. No. She mm -hmm. instinctively knew what to call out. Basically, Luna just said, this is what you have to do to save Usagi. And she was like, okay, done. And she just did it. But yeah, I like also how everything's in real time. I mean, even, even Usagi using moon power to disguise herself was, you know, no sequence. It was just there, you know, the tiara was a different angle, Mercury Aqua Mist was in real time, you know, this is really good stuff, you know, I'm hoping that we can see a lot of creative angles for the, all the fights in the rest of the series. I like the fact that when she went to, to use um, the pen for the first time, you could see Luna's face in the top of the pen. Yeah. I like that too. Cool. We're seeing some really neat, neat touches to this. Uh, I, well, I'm not a huge fan of the the CG by any stretch of the imagination. The attention to detail they're putting in the little itty bitty things is uh -huh. just fantastic. You, you know what? I mean, anime nowadays it's gonna have it's getting a little bit more CG here and there. What it is is that I think if Sailor Crystal was weekly, I don't think the CG would be as noticeable or that much of an issue because. We're seeing it on a regular basis. We're getting used to it. It's not that big of a deal. Whereas every two weeks, you know, it's been a while. We see it. It just pops right in our head. Like, why can't they fix that? Because I guess as they're doing the episodes and as they're churning each one out, the animators are like getting used to it. So they're like, well, you know, they'll get used to it too. I guess for me, it's more along the lines of you've got two, uh, the regular and then the CG. If you had all in one or all in the other, I wouldn't mind. The blending of the two isn't as seamless as it could be. Yeah, that's that's my issue. Um, when, like, when the transformations happen, it like I'm getting used to it, but at the same time, I shouldn't have to get used to it. Like, I it's there are things that would be better um, to make it more streamlined. Uh, like some of the the outlines aren't there, so it lessens the effect of the 3D, which emphasizes you know what is outlined. So uh, specifically, like during Sailor Moon's transformation, you don't you know her hair isn't outlined, so that kind of looks 2D, where her face is outlined, so that looks 3D. So it looks like her face is on 
you know, 2D hair, which kind of looks weird. Like, that's the kind of streamlining that they really need to look into. I have to say, though, I think I, I enjoyed um, Mercury's transformation more than Moon's. Like, overall, I think I enjoyed the sequence more. But I think Sailor Moon's final pose at the end of her transformation is better than Mercury's. Not the yeah. intro pose, but the final pose, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get the, the like we said, the pee-pee, but it was bad. But then she did the Ami's first love pose at the end of her intro speech, you know, which is kind of cool. It was a good balance, I guess. Yeah. Now, there is one thing that sh they, they did in the animation, and we have a friend that does this pose in real life, and it drives me bananas. Yeah. It's where just before she finishes her Ami's first love pose, She's got her stomach and hips thrust forward, and her back is leaning back, and she looks like she's been bent. Mm. She looks broken. <laughs> oh. And it also gives her, like, this little itty-bitty pot belly on the front, and it's just like, that is such a weird stance. Yeah. Kind of a weird... But, you know... I mean, how many poses can you put these guys in? So I get it. Well, as weird as that is, that is actually one of the more popular model poses. Yeah. And I, I only know that because I watched, you know, years ago, I would watch, you know, America's Next Top Model and crap like that. And that was one of the poses that they were saying, you know, oh, that's a great pose, that's a great pose. And I'm like, that looks like crap. <laughs> I'm afraid to invoke her name for fear of breaking the podcast, but Koi does that all the time and it drives <laughs> me nuts. Don't worry. But I do agree with Yosinex. I think that the, the the it's a little more seamless with her transformation. It definitely yeah. minus the TV dance. It looks really right. good. Well, yeah. my first impression of her transformation was wow. It's like the exact same transformation from the anime, only it's been beefed up. Yeah. Because the like all the movements to me looked pretty dang similar to the original anime like you know the way the the water kind of swirls around her and she does that weird i have no bones thing and you know well the thing is it's the same but her transformation is extended in the new series yes it is because i was watching uh, like i was going through and comparing um by watching the old episode and her transformation sequence was over you know really really quick Yes, it so, was. So this was, you know, it was slowed down, so you actually get a nice, you know, length of transformation. So it's not, you know, it's not the Sailor Moon show, even though it's called Sailor Moon. <laughs> the other the, the other girls are important. I like yeah. that they had her planet behind her also, you know, like the whole, the, behind the, um, the, the transformation pen. I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want them to connect some more to that. Yeah, they did that, like, floral thing, like what they do for Usagi, only it was Mercury. They, it was, like, that weird, like, moon with blue flowers. Like, yeah. In her, you know, repent speech. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's different, but... Now, what I, what I really liked with, um, with how they did the new episode is if you go back and watch the older episode, it takes you almost half of the episode before you even see Ami. Mm -hmm. The old episode starts in on Sailor Moon. It goes through her school, um, you know, her issues with her studying and all of that, and it takes a good ten minutes before you even see Ami, where the new episode, the new manga, uh, the new anime... The first person you see is Ami. Yeah, and yeah. they were talking about her, and those, and the, and the rumors started, and so forth, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I really like that they emphasized that this episode, you know, it wasn't about Sailor Moon. That it was about, you know, another girl. So I like that they're, you know... That yes, it's called Sailor Moon, but they're giving the spotlight to the other girls. What did you guys think of the last few seconds? Um, you know, we got to see a little glimpse of, of a girl over fire. Whatever yeah. she is. <laughs> that was kind of boss how they did it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although I will say, wow, that's a really big room for Japan. <laughs> that's a lot of candles, is what I think you said, for such a small Shinto shrine. Right. <laughs> so wonder the place doesn't burn down. <laughs> like that. I remember you were commenting about the number of candles, and you were like, hmm. That gave me the, the, the PGSM vibe. It was the same way in PGSM. When, when we met Ami, the same episode, you saw a little glimpse of Ray. So, you know, it's cool yeah. that they're doing that. I like the transition. Mm -hmm. It makes it flow better. Yeah. Well, they kind of did the same thing in the manga, too, because um, they pretty much just flow right into it. Because, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the next episode is when you get the ghost bots. Yep. So. So did you guys see the the next episode, I guess, trailer? Uh, I did. Yeah. I did. You mean transformation sequence? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically all it was was Mars's transformation. Yeah. Yep. But yep. the uh, one thing, the one thing we have not touched upon that uh, happened in this episode is you meet Beryl for the first time. Yes. Mm. So, uh, what did everybody think of uh, Beryl and her huge boob window? <laughs> I actually was really happy because if you go back and rewatch the anime, they really, I mean, they were on a budget and you could tell they replayed the same cells over and over for Beryl. Mm -hmm. She's like hunched over her little staff, like to whatever her ball. And it just, she's not even talking to Jedi. And there's, you know, people in the background or whatever. But in this one, she's actually like laying him low. Like, you suck, Jedi. You need to be better. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me a lot of a lot of PGSM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was always up and she was boss, and she showed right. you that she was the boss. I liked that she was actually having a conversation with him, and that you know it wasn't just. And like I said, I know it was on a budget, and that they did what they had to do, but it's nice. I think if Beryl was any more angrier, you she'd be right up there with Samuel L. Jackson. Because <laughs> she was mad, she was angry, she's laying down the law, get the job done, or else. You had one job, Jedi. You had one <laughs> job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the other thing that, uh, during that, Jedi calls them the Dark Kings. Yes! So, right. uh, so they are the Dark Kings. They are not generals. Well, it made me kind of hope that, you know, they'll actually get into, get the, Earth into the Earth Kingdom and who the generals are. Mm -hmm. Generals, Dark Kings, you know, who they, because, you know, they're Envy's dudes. And, I am describing stuff so well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it also was, you know, I remember telling you that, you know, oh, maybe they'll get into the, you know, the when they're turned into stone and they save um, Tuxedo Common from being stabbed to death, mm -hmm. uh, you know, protecting his heart through stone before they're like, we're sorry we messed up, sir, and then they die, you know? <laughs> But best we could do, peace out. Yeah, this was the best we could do. We're sorry. We kind of messed up. But, you know, it kind of made me think, oh, maybe they'll actually, you know, get into who the generals really were. Mm -hmm. And that there might actually be a little character development there. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it depends on next week whether or not, you know, Jedi dies, right? Right, there's no guarantee. Yeah. The only the only reason why we seem to think he might is because it seems like the Senshi kills their fourteen yeah. counterpart. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean that's the way it is in the manga at least. So I mean if it's following the manga, that's what's going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of looks like Zoe's. It's like, no, no, I got this. I'm gonna guarantee you a victory, and well, 
Yeah. See, but seeing Zoe's side is kind of weird. I'm like, wait, wait, where, why are you coming out so soon, you know? But maybe, like, maybe Zoe's side is there as a foreshadowing. Maybe yeah. he's there just to kind of peek in, see what's going on, and then disappear, you know? Kind of. Get... To me, it was like Beryl laying down the law. Like, you're not the only person who can do my dirty work, so you better do it, otherwise you're out of here, because I have someone else who's willing to do this for me. Yeah, but mm -hmm. why Zoysite, why and why not Nephite? Yeah. Well, Zoysite has a connection to, say, Lamar's, though, in the uh, Casablanca Memorial chapter, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they, they, they'll, they'll do that chapter sometime in the, in the um, Salem Crystal. That's a very good uh, good thought. I wonder if they're going to consider the memorial chapters. Yeah. Especially since that one is set during the Dark Kingdom portion of the manga, so they can always, you know, insert that somewhere or make it a Christmas special or something. Christmas specials don't do well. No. Yeah, no, that kind of scared me. Thank you. No, I'm thinking Star Wars Christmas special, and I'm no, no. I'm sorry. I'm having flashbacks to the to the one um, Sailor Moon movie when Tuxedo Commons dressed up as Santa. Oh, oh Christmas no! Santa. Happy New Year! <laughs> Y'all are terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, so there was there anything else? with this episode um with the episode that will be airing in uh another two weeks is there anything that you know is popping out that you wanted to speak about that you didn't get a chance to you know i did notice something and it's it's we rewatched the first episode too everyone's like sailor moon do it now i'm like what is she supposed to be doing how do you know she's supposed to be doing something when she doesn't even know <laughs> it's just, you know and it's usually tuxedo comment. Do it now. Do what? Or or it's Luna. But it's well, Luna. in the very first episode, you hear him say, you know, Sailor Moon, do it now. And then Luna goes, yeah, Sailor Moon, do it now. <laughs> right? You, you, do you, what? You, you, you haven't told her what to do yet. Even in the original anime, the Ami was even like, okay, now. Because she does her little, like, misty thing and it's like, okay, now. And like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> you you know what she's supposed to do. Yeah, okay. I, I liked I, I liked with this episode, um, Ami goes, do it now, Sailor Moon, and she's like, I'm stuck, screw you. <laughs> 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 but you, you know what it is, it's like, when it comes to like the Sailor Seiji, it's akin to like Super Sentai. When you get the powers, the abilities and the skills come to you like automatically, or naturally, and you get used to it. I guess because Usagi's a bit of a klutz, and this, and she doesn't pay much attention. And this, and it doesn't come to her right away. It's like I gotta do what? Oh. Yeah. But I think as <laughs> it goes on, it's it's going to catch up, and she's she's going to know what to do. You know, yeah. we just got we just gotta be patient about it. Yeah, but this yeah. episode, when everybody's saying, you know, you have to do it, you have to do it, she's you know stuck to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Which amused the crap out of me. All right, Sailor Moon, do it. And she's just standing there like, what am I supposed to do? It's Get like, me the hell off the wall, damn it. I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was funny. So the other thing that I found uh, a little amusing is at the end, um, Ami's like, okay, we're going to have a meeting now. Eh. <laughs> yep. And Usagi's like, I'm tired. <laughs> and like, I'm yeah. wondering, like, I'm wondering if that's Ami just acting out, like, oh yeah, you know, this is something new, and I have to know everything about it, or if Ami's going, oh my god, I have a friend, I get to hang out. I think it's right. more of the the former than the latter, you know. It might be a combination of both. Yeah. She's using the meeting as an excuse to hang out with her friend. <laughs> Because she did say that she wanted to know everything. She, she wanted to know everything. It's pre pretty much was the translation on the screen. Mm -hmm. So, but again, she it was the fact when she heard the word tomodachi. It, that's what snapped her out of the the trance. So, mm -hmm. 
I was kind of hoping that the um, commercial break little cards or whatever would change and have like Sailor Mercury in them, but I guess you know, I guess it's too soon to wait. Or for I that, guess right? it's not changing. Yeah. That reminded me of something. Uh, again, we were rewatching um, the original anime, and I noticed that the song stayed the same, but as Senshi got added, the yeah. opening would change. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be happening this time around. We ha we have everybody in the opening, and that's kind of sad. That I, I that would have been like a fun room to grow thing. True, but I think if they did it that way, people are going to complain. You know, it's like you know what? Here, we we got them all here. Maybe they'll change the eye catches when all five senshi are are there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I just want everybody else to think we'll get a new theme song. Perhaps so. I think that's what's going to happen as well. I thought one of you said that that seems to be a, a popular thing to do in anime now. It is. It is. Yeah. 13 episodes. Yeah, after 13 episodes, especially if it's going to be 26, they'll switch. Sometimes they'll even put, you know, three or four different openings into a, a 26 episode anime you can tell and, we don't watch anime anymore yeah <laughs> I, i'm i'm just i'm going through the uh like through stuff on google and on twitter and everything looking at the different things that people have said about sailor moon um the scene where usagi is on her laptop somebody has photoshopped her laptop to be on tumblr <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Or, um... The Cubay! Yes! It has a picture of Cubay on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was terrible! Yo. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm, judging you. <laughs> she didn't make it, she just reposted it. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, that, that's my final thoughts on, on that. Anybody else got anything? Yeah, I'm good. I'm alright. Like I said in the beginning, I was just amused. Not amused, but I guess amused that Usagi knew how to use the computer. She still says, I don't know what I'm doing, but she somehow figured things out. So. Yeah. Yeah, she button smashed the program to, to like do its thing. It was kind of funny. And then she figured out what's going on where to go, you know. Oh wait, there's one thing. Um, what do you guys think of um, Ami's new voice actress? I like um, her. she's good. I didn't really have any complaints. Yeah, me neither. I, I was very happy with her, actually. Yeah, I didn't have, you know, it, it wasn't odd to, you know, not hear the original voice actress, um, at least, you know, with, with Ami. Uh, Luna, it's taken me a little bit of time to get used to. Yeah, I'm yeah. still getting used That's to Luna. Right now. But I feel but, like they've, gone, they've done a good job of getting sound-alikes for many characters. Maybe not Luna, but almost everybody else sounds pretty similar to their original voice. Well, obviously, they did a great job with talks, because we didn't <laughs> realize that. Because we were like, well, didn't... He was at the original announcement that yep. they were doing a new Sailor Moon, and maybe, that's why we were like, wait, it's not him? Wait. Well, maybe something happened and he couldn't do it, or maybe they're saving him for another role that's coming up to mess with people's minds. He'll be Endymion. Oh! <laughs> that would be great. Or he or could be Kunzite. No, uh -huh. he could be Kunzite. Oh. Oh, man. That would be interesting to hear him as one of the villains. Yeah, I would mess with my head. And I have to throw this out there for the Satamu fans. Uh, Motozoka Utah is going to be at a, a convention in California. He was the original Tuxedo Common in the Satamu back in the yeah. 90s. Yes, wow. uh, Power Morphicon. He was also Zhu Red. Oh, the Red Ranger. Yes. Yeah. Because I saw the image earlier. I'm like, this is familiar to me. Why is it familiar to me? Somebody is going to make it familiar, and lo and behold, Saya made it familiar. Now I know where he's from. Wah. 
So, since everybody's basically uh, done with opinions of Crystal, I have something that... Uh, have you guys heard the dub voices for the English dub? I have not watched some of them. A little bit. I cannot get over the new dub voices. The only one I in like... a good way or a bad way. In a bad way. The only one I like is Mamoru's new voice. That's the only one that I like. Other than that, as I said, Usagi reminds me a cross between. Akane Tendo and Shampoo. Sometimes she hits it right, and sometimes she doesn't. It's got, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta watch it enough in order to hit it on par, you know? Well, that's my whole issue, is it's not the voices. It's the direction they're, they're being given. I watched the clip where uh, Luna comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. watching the animation... In the animation, she's supposed to be, you know, really pissed off at Usagi. Her voice does not change. There's no pitch change. There's no volume change. There is absolutely no change. And that is directly the voice directors. That is the person in the booth saying, oh, yes, that's great. I think it was more like a tone type because to me, I could tell she was trying, she was being serious, you know? But it wasn't supposed. It, it was supposed to be an angry thing, though. Her facial expression gave anger, and it was there was no no real you know sense of anger. Right. So I mean that's that's where I'm getting. It's definitely it's not the voice actors. It's something off between you know the directors and everything. I think. But it's going to take a lot of time getting used to. Yeah. For me, American voice actors, either they click or they don't. I love Cowboy Bebop's uh, American VAs. I love Tenchi Muyo's American VAs. Mm-hmm. And offhand, those are the only two that I can say that about. I just, for something, something about the rest of the things that I've seen in English... I, I can't even put my finger on it. It just it grates on me. And it's not because I'm a Japanese elitist or anything like that. It doesn't... The, the direction they, they make them go, uh, like what Mako was saying, the direction they make them take with these voices, it just... It's just grates on my nerves. And the voices sometimes just don't fit. Yeah. I, I'm probably the only person that liked the Angela Lansbury cat. I liked it. I liked I, it. I liked the, you know, the little English lit. I liked that. She was prim and proper and really awesome when she was pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes! I know she wasn't supposed to be a little old granny, but I thought she was funny as hell. Prime <laughs> moments was when she reared her claws and told Usagi, you have to do this. Don't make me. I will cut you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else, or are we going to get out of here for the night? I, I can't think of anything else. I think I'm done, you know? Just excited for the next episode, because it's right. Mars, and it will be awesome. Yep, bring it on. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, uh... Do you guys want to... Because I, I noticed that on the Facebook, somebody was asking for information where they could find us. So do you guys want to give, you know, a little quick thing on where people can find you and see what you're posting? Okay, well, we're saying Yaten. Um, our cosplay Facebook is Kinmoku Revolution, as in the Sailor Starlights, Seiya Yaten, haha. Um, our business page where we make all the Sailor Moon goodies is Starlit Creations. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, I thought Yatin was going to say something else. I'm sorry. Um, you can find me on Anime Jam Sessions Tuesday nights on the VOG Network and on my blog um, telling uh, the young generation to get off my lawn at djronmess.net. Um, 
Well, you can find me at um, GoRoboNow.com. I mean, I use my first name for everything. Yosinex, no one has a name like that. You, this is my Xbox Live name, my PlayStation Network name, and my Twitter name. So you can find me, hit me up on any of those sources. And you can find me arguing with Ranma on Anime Jam Session. Or you can go on my Facebook. It's Makoto Makochan Kino. So thanks for listening. Our podcast runs every other week and will usually be posted before the weekend. Catch us on iTunes and visit, visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles. You can check out our website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com, where, we'll be, uh, where we will be posting news, information, and episode breakdowns. Sailor Moon says, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Are we starting that again? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I let this go a little bit longer than I should have. Sorry. It's ending. We were totally getting into Moonlight Densetsu when we were rewatching the old one. For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Simi kawa te ashoka.